0: Hello everyone. David, opposing the Matrix here for uh, two night in a rower, I guess you would call it. Um, you know, I've been off the for a week now, and I just uh, have all these things planned, and I just want to, I want to get them all out there. You know, <clears throat> I just feel that it's a good thing to get them all out there. So, chat room's up and running. If anybody wants to use that, if you're on Rumble, okay. Uh, I figured out a way to do it. I'm using my phone as for the chat room. Hey. You know, whatever works, right? So, um, tonight I'm going to work on... (laughs) I've said I'm going to work on, and you'll know why in a minute. Um, Back when this whole internet thing started happening, the night that it happened, I was doing a show, uh, this show, that I'm doing tonight. um, And it's about, um, about fighting the urge to get on an airplane anytime soon, okay? And why is that? Well people are dying on airplanes uh specifically pilots and um i would hate to have to you know hear that one of my audience went down with a plane i don't think that you know they have co-pilots and stuff like that but what if both of them got the shot and they both got heart attacks at the same time yeah there's a chance that somebody on the plane could fly the plane right (laughs) remember the movie airplane um yeah we won't go there i guess huh uh but so it's for me right now. It's too dicey, you know. I just uh, no, that's okay. I <laughs> I didn't go all this, get all this, go through all this hassle with people giving me a hard time and everything for not getting the shot in order to die in an airplane crash because somebody got the shot and they they put the plane into the ground, you know. Um, and then there's always a chance that. Uh, one of the uh ancillary crew the uh the stewards or the stewardesses and or who oh, you have it you know hey Luigi, good to have you here, man, right on got the uh chat room in um, telegram working too so yeah, so uh <laughs> hey Luigi, I'm doing a show about not getting on airplanes I don't know if you want to listen to this. <laughs> But uh, uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, the chances are greater than they were three years ago or four years ago of uh, of an incident happening that could affect you. And what if it's a steward or a stewardess, you know, or, I don't know, cabin crew. Let's just say cabin crew, I think, because I don't think stewardess, you're allowed to say that anymore. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, they can't even figure out what a woman is anymore, let alone let you say stewardess you know um uh, so uh yeah so what if one of those goes down you know while you're on the plane i'm a nurse i'm a i i would feel obligated to get down or on the floor and, and to help this person around you know with the cpr or whatever and then there's a the chance i'm going to get to spike proteins because i did that you know so it's uh i know it might sound selfish that uh, i'm thinking this way but um Right now, you gotta really kinda try to preserve yourself, you know, let alone other people. And I still think my family needs me for a little while anyway, and so I don't wanna take a chance of having to leave them all on their own, so. um, So anyway, um, (laughs) I got a lot to share. Um, If we have time at the end, uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, or actually Brian, (laughs) you know Brian, he's on the show all the time. um, He sent me a, a video of uh, strange noises coming from the sky down in melbourne australia or that area Uh, outside of melbourne i'm sure because there's a it's a campground and there's a lake there and stuff like that but um anyway yeah it's spooky you know i've heard a lot of those noises you know coming from the uh poland and russia and uh even the rocky mountains you know but this one spooky real spooky so um you know if we have time i'll I'll finagle it so that I can play that okay so uh if you're uh, i just hey another thing I want to do real quick before we get into this is i want to welcome all the new people that have been coming to the show i mean every day there's three or four s- s- notices telling me hey so and so is listening to you following you now on on rumble and I am really happy about that thank you for coming to rumble i really <laughs> what a blessing. You know that all these people are starting to come and listen. And those of you that have been around for a long time, thank you. Because I'm sure you tell people about the show. And if you don't, you come and listen. That's that's cool. I, I think that's great. Um, <clears throat> thank all the <clears throat> people at ACAST that listen. And uh, what's the other one? Podbean that listen to the show. I mean, this show goes out everywhere. Uh, even iHeartRadio has picked it up and they play it. Um which I think is phenomenal because they're international, they're satellite, you know, and, uh, hey, well, maybe that's what they mean by the sky's the limit, huh? The satellite. So, uh, I think that's real keen. So anyway, uh, so what, what what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a bunch of videos tonight. Okay. Uh, for your viewing pleasure. And, uh, the first one is an American Airlines flight, and it's one where the captain actually uh, passed away on the flight. Uh, so you'll hear the soundtrack of the co-pilot talking to the tower. Uh, I mean, it's it's really uneventful, but uh, it, it's something to... I, I like listening to things like this. I like to listen to police scanners and stuff like that. So uh, Then there's another one. It's called Squawk 7700. And if you don't know what that is, uh, it's it's an emergency call that pilots use to talk to the tower and, and to other places. And uh, basically means we have an emergency on board. It's not necessarily somebody keeling over. It could be uh, the landing gear is not working, the hydraulic system's out, you know, um, the cabin's not pressurized, something like that, you know. And then the tower knows that there's an emergency, and, and they can kind of put other things to the side a little bit and say, hey, you know, okay, um this we're reserving this runway for you come right in and you'll hear this uh but uh and and the the co-pilot does really good on that this one because uh the first one actually i was telling you about because he um he keeps his cool and uh he doesn't let a lot of information go out because there's people like me that listen to stuff like this and uh you know would man you know if i knew that the plane was having trouble like that it would be real hard for me not to call the um see not cnn oh my goodness i'm gonna slap myself twice after the show's over for saying that fox news i mean and um or you know uh one of those uh more reputable um news uh casters or newscast and um in in telling them what's going on you know i <laughs> i don't know it would be real hard not to I'd, I'd have to go with the moment and what everything was you know I wouldn't want to do that if the pilot's wife, you know, if the pilot keeled over and his wife was listening to the radio show or, you know, or or got a, or found out that people like me got a wind of it before she did. You know, that's that's not cool. But um, so anyway, there's a Stu Peters show we're going to listen to. It's not very long. Um, and uh, where he discusses things with a guest. Um, there's another one called Extremely Dangerous. Another one called uh, What's Killing the Pilots in the Sky. Uh, there's another one with, uh, and I'll read this one to you when it comes on. It's a, uh, it's an Indonesian, uh, newscaster who's talking about a, a, a pilot that died, um, while in flight. And also uh, to accompany that, there's another one that actually was from the airplane <laughs> and, and and shows, uh, very little, you know, you can see them working on them. Uh, actually looks like you're putting them on a stretcher on and, and, um, uh, belting them down in this stretcher. And then um, uh, another one, six sudden deaths on airplanes. And another one, uh, uh, small planes are falling from the sky like uh, like athletes. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, I got kind of a morbid sense of humor, folks. <laughs> and and that, was, that was close to being right on the line. So uh, let's see. Oh, I don't have any visitors yet online uh not that i know of anyway hey get this man There was there was 200 and like 227 people listened live last week or the last show we did yesterday me and brian that's incredible it really is and the show's been going up to like 500 i mean i'm sorry i talked a lot about this tonight but i'm just really amazed i really am and had i known that going live on the air like this uh would, would attract so many people I think I would have done it a long time ago, or strive, stri- or strove, or strive to do it. Yeah, strive, strove. I don't know. One of those words. You know what I mean. So uh, anyway, that's uh, kind of the movies or videos we're going to look at. So there's eight, uh, three six seven eight of them. And uh, like I said, the one uh, is Indonesian, so I'll be reading that. And uh, to you, and I'll I'll be taking breaks during it too, because I think the words pop up pretty quickly, and I'm. I'm not the best reader in the world, but uh, I'll try to keep up. Okay, so let's listen to this first one. And this first one is actually um, the pilot or the co-pilot talking to the tower, telling them what happened. And this is, I, I put this on here as proof that this really happens, folks. This isn't uh, something that people make up. Uh, it's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, the conspiracy theory, if there is one, is why it's happening. But then that's a fact, too. We know why it's happening, right? Uh it's called spike proteins, it's called um self assembling nanobots, it's called uh, um unusual blood clots, uh you name it. Uh and that's what uh is coming to us via the uh the mRNA vaccines. Okay. So let's go with this first one and I um you know maybe I'll say something afterwards and uh and then we'll listen to Squawk seventy seven hundred. So here we go.
1: And Tower uh, boy 3556. Uh, Can I help you? Six. Uh, we need to return. Uh, captain is incapacitated.
2: Right, Envoy 3556 five, as instructed. Go ahead and give me that right turn heading zero, 040. Zero. Right
1: turn zero, 040, Envoy 3556.
2: Five, maintain 5000 feet and now I'm going to ship you to Chicago departure on 125.0. We're going to get your resequence right back in. 250,
1: and yeah, departure runway 3556, 4,000,
2: 5,000. Envoy 3556, please? Yeah, with the uh, uh, 4 and 5,000. Envoy 3556,
1: you're returning, is that correct? That's uh, affirmative as quick as possible. Captain is, the guy, uh, is out. Envoy 3556, so as you can expect runway 28 center, this is by heading
2: up uh, 080. Thanks, Rosie, Envoy 3556. Envoy 3556, speed is your discretion, you're going to go right in, just to maintain 3,000.
1: Now 3,000 way 3,556 expect your speak rate. Envoy
2: 3556 connect
1: report, 3, Envoy Chicago, Envoy is, uh, 5, to 3, Envoy 56, Chicago approach on one 3 362 3556 on 3 Chicago way 3 is 5,000 to 3,000. On way 3 Chicago approach, rider, expect the visual approach runway way 2-8 center, they give you the discretion to 3, is that right? Yep, and we're at a 4-800 uh, uh, 3,000. Okay, and uh, did you have any information I need to pass along to the tower in terms of uh, paramedics, gate number, any of that? Not no gate number, and he's knocked out. We're going to need paramedics um, working on everything right now. Okay, thank you. Envoy 3556, we can turn base just as soon as you'd like for the visual approach. You let me know when. Let's start in now for 3556. Okay, Envoy 3556, right turn heading 180 down to 2500. Call the airport when you see it. Alright, heading 180 down to uh, 2500, Envoy 3556. Envoy 3556, right turn heading 250. Let me know when you see the airport. Heading 250, envoy 3556. Port side for envoy 3556. Envoy 3556, right Clear visual approach, runway 28 Center. Speed is your discretion. Clear visual to a 3556. Envoy 3556, connect tower now, 120.75. We'll see you. Envoy 75. Tower envoy 3556 is visual to center.
2: Onway 3556, O'Hare Tower, wind 290 at 13, Gus 20, runway 28 Center, clear to land, and just advise if you need any assistance.
1: Uh, clear land, 28 Center, um, and uh, we'll exit. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to have to move the captain from the seat. Get to the gate.
2: Roger. Onway 3556, if able, advise if you think you'll be able to clear the runway or not.
1: I'll be able to clear the runway from runway 3556.
2: Roger, thank you. Highway uh, 3556, when able, make a right turn to exit the runway, and then whatever is easiest for you, if you want to make a left or a right turn on Papa, whatever works.
1: So I'm trying to make a right turn on Papa, then I'm going to stuff the aircraft so I can get in the left seat. Yes.
2: And uh, just advise if you want paramedics out there now, or if you want to do what you need to do, just let us know. i do that. Highway uh, 3556, do you think you can continue on Papa and hold short of golf golf? Highway 3556, do you want us to send paramedics out to you?
1: Uh, negative. Um, we're going to go to the great uh, Lima 23 uh, but I don't know how we would get them out in, uh, of the aircraft.
2: Okay. Uh, same sentence.
1: Yeah, we're going to stop here real quick. I'm going to get in the left seat and then taxi to Lima 23 Roger. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, how how would the... Say again? Yeah, we'll just taxi to LB-23, probably, so I'll let you know when I'm ready.
2: Okay, Roger. Just advise when you're ready to move. Uh, whenever you're able, if you could just let me know anything that you could tell us that we can relay to the paramedics to meet you at the gate, then.
1: Okay, I'll let you know here in a second. And now uh, we're on boy 3556. Uh, Taxi
2: taxiway Okay, on boy 3556. Continue on Papa and hold for the taxiway. Echo, echo. All uh, right, Papa. Sure, echo, echo.
1: Okay, on boy 3556.
2: On boy 3556. Monitor tower on 132.7, and we got the paramedics at the gate for you today.
0: Four three two point seven, we'll monitor to that test way 35 You notice um, that uh, at one point they asked him about paramedics, and uh, he said uh, it was necessary, and he was going to say, "I think that the captain has expired, but he he got his head about him and said, "No, the captain is uh, incapacitated or something, but uh, that would have been um, quite interesting. Uh, cause like I said, people listen to this and the news would have heard it yeah. and, uh, they would have, uh, they would have, uh, you know, tried to get somebody out. It would have caused a lot of havoc out there. So it, the co-pilot did really well. I was uh, really proud of, uh, of what he did. So, um, nothing worse than getting a phone call while you're on the air. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So let's go to the second one here, uh, Squawk 7700. They're gonna kind of explain a lot of things to you. So you'll be able to see that. Okay, here we go.
3: Cardiologist estimates 30% of US pilots may have COVID jab induced heart conditions. Are we on the precipice of a major uptick in serious heart problems among otherwise young, healthy Americans due to the mass disseminated mRNA COVID shots? Observations from several medical experts, including a well-known cardiologist, suggest that we are.
4: My name is Bob Snow, I've cap- been a captain for a number of years, My total service with the company is over 31 years. On November 7th, I was mandated to receive a vaccine. Quite literally, I was told if I did not receive the vaccination, I would be fired. This was from our director of flight. So under duress, I received the vaccine. Uh, now just a few days ago, after landing in Dallas, six minutes after we landed, I passed out. Uh, I coded, I required three shocks, I need to be intubated, I'm now in the ICU in Dallas. This is what the vaccine has done for me. I will probably never fly again, based upon the criteria that the FAA establishes for pilots. I was hoping to teach my daughter to fly. She wants to be a pilot. That will probably never happen. All courtesy of the vaccine. This is unacceptable and I am one of the victims. You can see that this is the actual result the vaccine for some of us mandatory no questions asked get the shot or you're fired this is not the american way
3: some individuals who appear to be facing worrisome jab related heart problems are com-
0: he said it's not the american way and i agree with him okay um uh, but <clears throat> it's also not the American way. We're known as being a stubborn people and and people that uh, do not um, cave easily to uh, demands that will hurt us. And uh, so the American way is also, you know, on the flip side of this, is to say, no, I'm not going to take that shot. You can fire me if you want to, but I'm going to sue you or, you know, something like that. And if enough pilots would have done that, If they would have all had a job action and called in and said, no, we're not coming to work for a week, they would have got their demands met right away um, because it would have shut down the airlines totally, you know, and um, except for the airlines that didn't demand their people to get the shot. So I'm going to start this back up again, and hopefully, really hopefully, it doesn't start at the beginning, but uh, we'll see. Oh,
3: cardiologist estimates 30% of US pilots may have COVID jab-induced heart conditions. Are we on the precipice of a major uptick in serious heart problems among otherwise young, healthy Americans due to the mass disseminated mRNA COVID shots? Observations from several medical experts, including a well-known cardiologist, suggest that we are.
4: My name is Bob Snow, I've been a captain for a number of years. My total service with the company is over 31 years. On November 7th, I was mandated to receive a vaccine. Quite literally, I was told if I did not receive the vaccination, I would be fired. This was from our director of flight. So under duress, I received the vaccine. Uh, Now, just a few days ago, after landing in Dallas, six minutes after we landed, I passed out, Uh, I coded, I required three shocks intubated. I'm now in ICU in Dallas. This is what the vaccine has done for me. I will probably never fly again based upon the criteria that the FAA establishes for pilots. I was hoping to teach my daughter to fly. She wants to be a pilot. That will probably never happen. All courtesy of the vaccine. This is unacceptable and I am one of the victims. You can see that this is the actual result of the vaccine for some of us. Mandatory, no questions asked, get the shot or you're fired. This is not the American way.
3: Some individuals who appear to be facing worrisome jab-related heart problems are commercial airline pilots. Advocacy groups also say these pilots are being forced to keep mum about their health issues, and that a far greater percentage of them are likely suffering than the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration would like to admit. It's going to end in catastrophe, says U.S. pilots are unable to talk about jab-related health problems. Joshua Yoder is an airline pilot and co-founder of the U.S. Freedom Flyers, an advocacy group formed to help transportation industry employees maintain their medical autonomy and oppose federal VAX statutes. Yoder recently disclosed in an interview with Vaccine Safety Research Foundation founder Steve Kirsch that the USFF has already received hundreds of reports of pilots experiencing chest pain and other adverse side effects of COVID shots while flying planes.
5: Um, Yeah, well, what we saw on April 9th on American Airlines 1067 from Denver to DFW would be something that could easily be chalked up as a near miss at the airlines. And this is precisely what U.S. Freedom Flyers has been warning about for many months now. I'm sure most people have now seen the FAA letter that was sent out, was sent to the FAA and all the major airlines warning of a catastrophe just like this, because we knew at that time we received, um, you know, hundreds of reports of people flying with all types of adverse vaccine reactions, um, most prominently chest pain, myocarditis, pericarditis, those those types of issues. Uh, so this is something we've been well aware of. We've been trying to get ahead of the issue, trying to get the FAA to do something, um, the airlines and the unions. Here's the problem. Um, them doing something about this issue would be an admittance of guilt, um, them admitting that they were wrong and, and that they did something that um, actually, uh, you know, created uh, uh, like, liability for them, right? So, If passengers actually knew what was going on at the airlines and the FAA, they would be livid. And everyone would be jumping on a class action suit against all of them. And that's actually something we're committed to bring because they have violated consumer trust.
3: Of course, people experiencing chest pain caused by jab-related pericarditis or myocarditis is concerning enough. But to know that men and women are experiencing these issues while flying commercial aircrafts is deeply worrisome, Yoder says. Plus, many of these airline pilots are reluctant to speak out about their health problems because they fear losing their jobs. If every vaccinated pilot were to be screened, there would be somewhere around a 30% loss in manpower due to new jab-related cardiac issues. Dr. McCullough has certainly not been quiet about expressing his professional concerns over the COVID shots.
5: I think in each and every person who took the vaccine suffers a cardiovascular event, in this case, it's basically cardiac arrest that required resuscitation. The question is going to come up, did they take a COVID-19 vaccine and could they have actually suffered myocarditis or heart inflammation?
3: On December 15, 2021, he teamed up with other advocates and sent a letter to the FAA outlining several recommendations based on safety issues with the COVID jabs that American pilots have been forced to receive. Their recommendations included the following. Medically flagging all vaccinated pilots. Medically decertifying and grounding any and all pilots who fail heart health screening tests, including EKGs, D-dimer tests, troponin tests, and cardiac MRIs, or, who otherwise show symptoms indicative of possible blood clotting issues or myocarditis, including chest pain, shortness of breath, and decreased exercise tolerance. The letter also presents extensive data showing an alarming rise in heart inflammation and other cardiac problems among COVID-vaxxed individuals. In their letter, Dr. McCullough and colleagues also contend that the FAA, by allowing newly jabbed pilots to fly without appropriate medical clearance following their vaccinations, is putting both pilots and the general public at risk of death and or serious injury.
0: Um, I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) Uh, You're going to find out as we're watching these videos that it all has to do with money, folks. It's all, uh, back when our grandfathers were working in this country, you know, unions were a necessary thing, um, like from maybe 1900 all the way to, uh, Uh, I guess that I don't think there were unions in nineteen hundred, but if there were, I don't want to miss it. So, anywhere from nineteen hundred to maybe the nineteen early nineteen fifties or something like that, and after that, you know, the unions are pretty well ensconced. The American worker was ensconced in the workplace, uh, so that the work uh, the employer more than less um, respected the, the the American worker you know, Um, and then that went into the 60s, and then all of a sudden the unions started to get a little rich, you know, and uh, when you have power and money, you always want more power and money, it's a a human defect uh, in character, and um, so these unions, you know, they they would try to see if they, you know, they let the union dues, I was a member of a couple different unions in my lifetime, and and they'll, they'll up the union dues or they'll, uh, I don't know, there's there's a bunch of different practices that they do, uh, depending on which uh, local union it is, you know, um, or not even a local union, um, a national union, you know, like uh, uh, steel, um, steel workers or uh, electricians or pipe fitters and plumbers or uh, you name it. Um, so the unions are start getting uh, greedy is a better, better word for it. And, and the employers see that and the employers, oh, okay, well, yeah, you act like you keep like you, that you really care for the, um, the workers. And, but you do our, our work for us and, uh, you know, fight for us instead of the workers. And that's what happens. You know, the, the last union I was in, um, SCIU up out of Salem and I'm not ashamed to say their name because they're crooks and liars. Um, but uh, they they worked for the hospital. They, did, they weren't there to represent us. I mean, I had a couple of grievances. You know, everybody there had grievances. Um, and those things were never addressed the right way. Um, I never heard of anybody getting any satisfaction out of the unions. Um, except for maybe one or two people, now that I think about it. But, um, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's definitely not worthwhile, and it's, it's useless. So um, to say that the unions care and they're fighting for the workers, if the unions really cared, then those shots would have never been given. You know, like I said, the unions could have said, oh, yeah, we're going to walk off the job for a week. You know, see who's going to fly your planes for this whole next week, you know. <laughs> Um, cause nobody that was non union was going to come in and get a shot and, and start working, you know? So anyway, um, it's, it's all money folks. It is. And, uh, and when you, when you want to put pressure on an organization like the airlines, uh, they're rich to begin with, but you want to hurt their pocketbooks. You know, you don't want to say that they're mean or they're not caring. Cause while that may be true, they, uh, that that's almost like uh, pandering to a little little child, you know. Um uh, however, if you if you go after the money uh that they're getting from the uh either from the uh, the, ho- in the hospital the the airlines or uh or other concerns and you address that and then you walk off the job, man, that's especially with the airlines because it's in, it's so needed in our society. It's so um sewn together in the a, in a framework work of our social system that you know a week without airlines is is not a good thing um uh, so that would probably be the best thing to do and like i said that would be the american way you know uh, yes the man was hurt and i feel bad for him you know and especially shocked three times i've been shocked before folks i I get an arrhythmia every once in a while, and if it doesn't go away after a certain time, you know, you, you have to make the decision. You're going to go on blood thinners or you're going to get shocked. Well, I don't like blood thinners. I don't believe in them. Um, people die from blood thinners. so, uh, And I, I just mean that they bleed out because they're, they or their doctor isn't careful about watching the a- INRs and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, yeah, the and it was great getting shocked when they knocked me all the way out. They'd knock me out. I'd wake up, and everything was good. But uh, the last time, they just gave me that twilight sleep garbage. That doesn't work for me. I keep telling them that. And uh, I remember almost being out and in, and feeling like somebody punched me in the stomach. It was, man, it was pretty bad. And I think I said like something like, what the hell was that? Um and uh and then I woke up, and everything was you know it was back into rhythm and everything uh sinus rhythm, but uh yeah it's it's if you're laying there with a heart attack, I guess it's better than having the heart attack but or going into cardiac arrest, but it's it's not a pleasant thing to have to do it really isn't so um anyway uh so we you know and he said he took it under duress, but again, sorry, I would. Well, actually, I did that. I saw it coming, folks. I saw them coming with the, uh, that it was going to happen pretty soon. That all the nurses where I work, and all the doctors, all the social workers, and all the um, uh, med uh, not med techs, um, psych techs, and everything else, we're going to have to get that poison jab needle, you know. And um, I said, no, just retire me. I'm done. So anyway. I mean, it's not a kid. It was kind of done under duress a little bit because I would have loved to got my a few more years in, you know, and everything else. But I guess it is what it is. So <clears throat> let's see what I can't remember if that was squawk seventy seven hundred. Not. I'm going to try playing this one, folks, and if we've seen it, I'll stop it. If not, um, we'll watch it. Okay, it's uh, what's killing the pilots.
6: You know something's just not right.
7: Medical emergency. Captain is incapacitated. Unconscious pilot was removed from the cockpit of a cargo plane.
8: Pilots of Southwest Airlines and other major U.S. carriers have good reason for resisting vaccination mandates. Their fellow pilots who had been taking the controversial COVID-19 vaccine have been dropping dead on both domestic and international flights. Just two weeks ago, Dr. Jane Ruby claimed on the Stu Peters show that a Delta Airlines pilot died in flight shortly after that pilot had received a second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine.
9: The pilot who died had told the co-pilot that he had, uh, just several days prior, completed his second shot in this series.
8: The mainstream media, Delta Airlines, and the so-called fact-checking agencies quickly dismissed the claim, calling it false and unsubstantiated
7: now proven to contain a toxic substance called graphene oxide. Lead stories will lie to you and tell you that it's false. It is fact.
8: Mainly because the claimant did not supply the name of the pilot, the flight number, or the points of origin and destination for the flight. Nonetheless, Real Raw News felt the issue deserved further investigation. Although we cannot authenticate Dr. Ruby's specific incident, we learned that at least two freshly vaccinated pilots had dropped dead mid-flight within weeks of having received a COVID-19 vaccination. An FAA whistleblower speaking under condition of anonymity told RRN that the Biden administration, the FAA and the airlines are all covering up the incidents because the airlines need ticket sales and because the administration wants to maintain the illusion that COVID-19 vaccines are somehow safe and effective. According to him, two American airline pilots in 14 days have perished in the cockpit. On October 15th, American Airlines Flight 2740 and Airbus A320 was en route from Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport to Fort Myers. When the unthinkable happened, as the plane began a gradual descent toward southwest Florida, the pilot-in-command, PIC, began convulsing and had a cardiac arrest. Fortunately, the aircraft was still on autopilot giving the co-pilot time to evaluate the situation, unharness himself, and pull the PIC from his seat and try to administer CPR. But his efforts were in vain. 15,000 for 5,000. Medical emergency. Captain is incapacitated.
4: Uh, Request uh, handling for runway 10.
8: The co-pilot returned to his seat and squawked 7700, the international transponder code for I have an emergency. The plane landed safely. But the co-pilot was put on administrative leave for having left his seat and endangering the aircraft, one source said. It was later determined that the PIC had a fatal heart attack caused by myocarditis, a known side effect of the COVID-19 vaccinations. He had received his second dose of the vaccine two weeks before that flight. His last full physical was three months prior, and his doctor had given him a clean bill of health, one source said. The second fatality took place a week later, and it, too, was a DFW departure. American Airlines Flight 971 and Airbus A321 departed DFW for LAX at 8 a.m. Midway through the flight, the co-pilot complained he had chest pains, but chalked it up to having eaten a spicy meal before departure. He told the PIC it was indigestion. As the plane flew at 32,000 feet over the New Mexico, Arizona state line, the co-pilot started convulsing and vomiting on the flight controls. At that point, the PIC contacted air traffic control, requesting permission to swing around and make an emergency landing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But ATC, after apparently consulting American Airlines, denied the request and compelled the PIC to complete the flight to LAX. The co-pilot died in his chair, also from acute myocarditis. He had gotten his second vaccination, Pfizer, 21 days ahead of that fateful flight the PIC was put under a gag order and told not to discuss the incident with anyone under threat of losing his job one source said there is a systematic effort going on right now to prevent the public from knowing anything about pilots getting very ill or very dead in the air the airlines don't want to lose money and the administration doesn't want the public to know the true dangers of the vaccine I know for a fact that Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg ordered the airlines to classify incidents involving pilots' deaths. In closing, he added that he is aware of at least 12 non-fatal incidents involving pilots that had recently taken the jab.
0: Very heavy stuff. Put under a gag order, not to say anything. You'd be fired. My goodness, that—that's criminal. <laughs> it really is. It's criminal. And hopefully someday, it'll, you know, justice will be served where that's concerned. But uh, I'm telling you, see, it's all about the money, folks. All about the money. Where people are expendable, and. Uh, there used to be a, a song, I think Sandy Patty sang it, uh, that the right way to do thing is to love people and use things, and that it was wrong to use people and love things, you know? That it always led to misery, as a matter of fact, the song said So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a day coming when everybody's going to be judged, folks. Everybody. Uh, the righteous people will be judged in a righteous judgment, and. Then go on to uh, the the lamb's um, feast, and then the um, the unrighteous will be judged at the uh, the great white throne judgment, and it ain't going to be pretty. What's going to happen to them? You can read about that in Revelation. Excuse me, I got a little bit of agita. Uh, that's Italian for agitation of the stomach. Okay, and it's giving me heart <coughs> hiccups of all things, right? doing a radio show and I got hiccups. Great. Okay. Let's see. We're almost halfway through these videos. So, uh, this one's called extreme danger. Let's see what this is all about. Okay. And then we can, uh, maybe get some talking points on it. Here we go.
7: The Stu Peters Show. My name is Stu Peters. Despite what you're seeing on local or national news, cable outlets in your social media feeds and on Google, airline pilots, at least with one major carrier, are absolutely being told you must be injected with these shots being called vaccines or you're going to be grounded. This puts you and your family in grave danger. I'm going to tell you why you should be immediately concerned about flying, particularly with this specific airline. And the language that you're going to see In some leaked emails that we have obtained is absolutely shocking. And the words came all the way from the top. Now, we can all agree that since 9-11, getting on an airplane is just different for everyone. It isn't like the past. We all think about terrorists in the back of our mind, hijackings, bombs, out-of-control passengers. We saw them over the weekend. A woman was duct-taped to her seat. I mean, the list goes on and on. There isn't an American in the world that doesn't know about that day. And even if you aren't old enough to remember that day personally... There are constant reminders at every turn when you're using major air carriers to travel the friendly skies. Now, where you park, cement barricades, outside of terminals, what you're allowed to check in your baggage, limiting the amount of fluids, don't you dare bring that shampoo. And when you're traveling for more than a couple of days, it's likely that you'll have to shop your destination city because of the strict limitations on size, capacity, quantity, and so on when it comes to so-called security protocol. The various screening techniques, x-rays, newfangled quick scans that check your skin for explosives, and pat-downs that borderline sex assault. I mean, the reminders are constant. Air travel is risky, and those in charge of securing the safety of us travelers do not hold back on letting us know about it at every turn. Now, added to all of the obvious risks is your personal health. And until recent times, it wasn't widely known or at least common knowledge among travelers that you're at a significantly higher risk of throwing a blood clot when you're airborne. Probably not something you previously considered, at least I didn't, why would we? But recent headlines have opened the eyes of many air travelers, and at the center of the reason for the increased awareness to an extremely deadly scenario is the infamous COVID injections being called vaccines. There have been multiple reports of airline carrier pilots dying from blood clots. British Airways lost four, Delta reportedly lost a couple, and we reported on one pilot that was removed from a Canadian cargo plane after he was rendered unconscious. He was on the ground. Thank God that plane had not been airborne. But the common denominator in all of these events was that the victims had been recently injected with these shots being called vaccines. Now, at first glance, the Airline Pilots Association, along with specific carriers like United Airlines, as well as the so-called media, make it appear as if there's no mandate for pilots. It's reported the jab is strictly voluntary and that no disciplinary or punitive action will be taken against pilots that exercise their medical freedom and decide against the inoculation for whatever reason. The reasons are none of our business because one's medical history, conditions, diagnoses, and treatments are meant to be kept confidential. It's none of your employer's business, not your neighbor, your child's teacher, your pastor, your union rep, the lady handing you your movie theater ticket. It's just none of anyone's business, period. So after a small amount of digging, it didn't take much, the Stu Peter Show has uncovered the truth. What's being broadcast publicly is not the truth, and the truth is being hidden from you to protect the bottom line for airline companies at the bottom of the food chain and all the way up to corporate executives, the hedge funds that financially back the carriers, and then, of course, those that manage and invest in those hedge funds. The point is... Your life can be sacrificed, and it really means absolutely nothing to these people so long as the big bucks continue to flow and flow without interruption. Don't get in the way. United Airlines and the Airline Pilots Association have openly released a monetary bonus for those that decide in favor of the jab, offering 13 half hours of flight pay bonus, which ends up being anywhere between $2,500 and $4,800, depending on what seat the pilot occupies, the level of their history, etc., What United Airlines does not want you to know is that a letter of agreement between United Airlines, Inc. and the pilots represented by the Airline Pilots Association International paints a completely different picture than what they've represented to the media and to the public. The truth is, United Airlines is going to give pilots a choice, get jabbed or be grounded, essentially giving pilots an ultimatum, get vaccinated or lose your income. This is incredibly dangerous for the pilots, And both United Airlines and the Airline Pilots Association have demonstrated they don't care. But what's more alarming is the risk that they're passing on to you. They are ignoring a risk to what TSA checkpoint travel numbers indicate are millions per day, over 2 million on Saturday. Now, according to the letter of agreement, if a restricted city or a vaccinated city is in an unvaxxed pilot's monthly schedule, there are serious consequences that pilot will be removed from that trip without pay. Those days then become blocked. So the pilot is unable to pick up flights to an unrestricted city and unable to make up for that loss of pay. And if that pilot wants to struggle to find trips to pick up in order to pay his or her bills, they must pick up trips that land on their days off. Senior unvaxxed pilots might be able to avoid restricted cities, but junior unvaxxed pilots could receive a schedule with multiple restricted cities in it, meaning they would be sitting on the bench, riding the pine at home on the couch with no available trips, no way to make them up, and no pay. Junior pilots get the last selection of the open trips, which they would require to take on their days off, and that's because senior pilots are entitled to first dibs naturally on these particular flights, meaning that there is an extremely high probability that since junior pilots will not have available trips to pick up, there's an excellent chance that junior unvaxed pilots will not be in a position to make up any loss of pay. Well, Stu, how does this make a difference to me? Well, as I read on, the LOA indicates a small provision where if a trip becomes a vaccine destination after the monthly schedule is released and inside of two weeks before the trip segment, the unvaxed pilot will be removed from that trip, but pay protected and placed on standby for those days. To be clear, This is still medical harassment, but just to a lesser degree, it's a lot to understand. I'll post that entire LOA at StuPeters.TV, but essentially all you need to know is this, that policy is designed by nature to force out non-compliant senior pilots and force junior pilots into the inoculation or give up everything they've worked for. So how dangerous is this really? What real risk is associated with blood clots and flying in the absence of or alongside of a vaccine? Dr. Jane Ruby is a medical expert. She has over 20 years of experience in pharmaceutical research. So am I making something out of nothing here?
9: No, Stu, not at all. Uh, There's a general risk with flying, especially over long haul uh, flights, uh, because for several reasons you're sedentary, the cabin is pressurized, this dehydrates the atmosphere. People people mostly know these things, but all of this tends to uh, raise your risk uh, of, of developing blood clots, usually in your legs, your ankles, your 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 calves, behind your knees. Uh, where the danger is, is then when you start to move around, they they move or they dislodge, and they get stuck in smaller vessels in the brain and the heart, and those are strokes and heart attacks, respectively. We, let, let's put that aside for one second. We now know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that all of these injections uh, instigate blood clots. They make you uh, more prone to develop blood clots. People are dying every day, even in the poorly reported VAERS system. Uh, We can still see huge numbers of people uh, having strokes, uh, if, if they die, most of them die, uh, because they're very severe. Uh, but a lot of people now are permanently disabled. They're still making those clots do they're, they're making like micro clots, And th- this is really important. If you put, together the risk of being injected with something that has a huge I mean some authorities have actually estimated it at a 580% increase in the risk of developing blood clots when you combine in flight with uh, you know with these jabs so put that together with the airlines forcing as we now know from the internal communications and records and the people we've spoken with being forced to take this until they get most of their employees jabbed Uh, and I want to break some something that I just got before we went on the air, and that is that on July 5th, a flight attendant uh, on Singapore Airlines suffered a stroke and they had to make an emergency diversion uh, to Moscow for her. I don't know what the results are, but Stu, it's already starting.
7: Unbelievable. Dr. Jean Ruby, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Stu. So the increased risk to your health that you're assuming and the health of the pilots, specifically those who have been injected, have an increased risk of throwing blood clots when they're at the controls of these $230 million aircraft, that's frightening. And the push, the ultimatum being given to pilots by the airlines and their association is alarming, but it gets worse. The Airline Pilots Association and United Airlines specifically have taken a hard position on this, really a militant stance against any pilots that for any reason choose to hold off on or decline altogether this so-called vaccine. When a pilot sent an email that questioned the posturing of the airline and mentioned Nuremberg, the heads-to-be blew up. This pilot cited that out of that horror came the recognition that voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. The Nuremberg Code says in part, quote, the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. Those words were not acceptable to Todd Insler, master executive council chairman to the airline pilots association. And his response was obnoxious, outrageously repugnant quote, please let him know the pilot it's wholly inappropriate to compare Nuremberg to voluntary COVID vaccinations. When we round them up, seize their belongings and put them in trains to work camps, then tattoo them with ID numbers, shave their heads, make them wear prison clothes, force them to do our labor, starve them, do actual vivisection experimentation, then poison or shoot them, burn the bodies in ovens or bury them in mass unmarked graves. Then he can bring up Nuremberg. Until then, he can go get an effing shot and collect $4,000 or he can shut the F up. His comments are more than offensive, end quote. So the question has to be asked, who is this Todd Insler? I mean, we know him to be the master executive council chairman to the Airline Pilots Association, but who's pulling the strings attached to Insler? Who are the chief financiers of United Airlines? Hedge funds? Who manages those hedge funds? Are those hedge funds connected to the Rockefeller banking system? Maybe BlackRock? United provides more air travel to China than any other carrier. Does China have a hand in influencing this incessant push to get a needle in the arm of every single pilot? How do you convince the man responsible for the best interest of United pilots to turn on a certain class of pilots and weaponize the system against them? Offer them perks, maybe? Has Insler been offered any perks? maybe free first-class travel for he and his family for the rest of their lives. Pilots at the company overwhelmingly believe that this has happened. Has Insler ever provided proof that he hasn't accepted an offer like that? Is that ethical? Is that legal? Joining us now is attorney Ken Ferguson of Ferguson Law. Ken, thank you for being here, first of all. What is your understanding of the rights that these pilots ordinarily or are supposed to be afforded via the Constitution, specifically, or Nuremberg?
6: Sure. So taking a step back, um, the Nuremberg Code was was actually compiled by the judges at the doctor's trial is actually what they called it. Um, and it was in response to the Nazi experimentations on the concentration camp victims. The goal of the doctor's trials was not merely to try the defendants, but it was to demonstrate to the world the unacceptability Uh, the ideologies that led to these sadistic experimentations. So the court's decision didn't simply deal with the defendants, but it was written with the goal or the idea to uh, prevent future human rights, uh, such as the abuses during the coercion of the experimentations of what took place in Nazi Germany at the time. That's where we get this Nuremberg Code. Now, the code sets out ten principles uh, regarding ethical research for the involvement of, uh, on human subjects. Um, but importantly, and I think your segment hit this, the main focus is on consent, meaning they have to, the, the, the subject has to willfully, knowingly and voluntarily subject themselves to this experimentation. Now, aside from having the legal capacity uh, to consent and understanding the procedure, which I find that interesting because the understanding of the procedure requires that we know what is actually happening, and I think you've, your segments hit this several times: is we're not really sure what exactly this vaccine does. Right. So you know, tabling that for uh, aside, the participant, the participant or the subject rather, must be quote so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, or duress, or overreaching. So I think the problem is, or, or, or what you you said, is that these, these pilots are effectively having to choose between a livelihood and whether they want to take the jab. And that's problematic. Not only does that go against Nuremberg, but actually in the Constitution, uh, while the Constitution does not expressly mention any right of privacy, Roe versus Wade was clear that The First Amendment, uh, Fourth, Fifth, Ninth, Section One of the 14th Amendment are all very clear that uh, we have an inherent right to privacy, which would include our health, which includes what we want to do with our bodies. So these pilots that do not want to be subjected to an experimental vaccine should not have to choose between taking a vaccine and their livelihood and feeding their families. That's a huge problem, not only uh, from from, uh, the Um, ethical standpoints from Nuremberg, but also our constitution. These are our rights that are given to us, you know, God-given rights from the inception of our country. And for them to make or force a pilot uh, to have to choose between an experimental vaccine and their livelihood is just
7: wrong. We appreciate your insight. Ken Ferguson, Ferguson Law. He's in Florida. You can find him on Instagram at a lawyer's take. Ken Ferguson, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So as all of this was developing, as I was looking at these emails over the weekend, I personally reached out to several currently flying United Airlines captains. They are, of course, reluctant to go public and come on the platform. They fear for retaliation. It shouldn't be like that, but that is the climate that they're facing. What they all did tell me is that United executives and the union love to promote themselves as running the most clean and caring company of all of the airlines. Their hook phrase is core four. It's what the internet describes as compassion training. The core four standards are this, caring, safe, dependable, and efficient. You notice they put caring ahead of safety, which for air travel strikes me as a little strange. But anyway, the training presents pilots with remedial scenarios like Billy called Mary fat or Billy says, boy, Mary, that's a really nice outfit. Was that nice? Is that sexual discrimination? Did Billy violate Mary's pronouns? What should you go and do now? Contact a supervisor, go to HR, etc. You get it. But the same United Airlines management and union people who promote the virtues of core four are the very people who designed the policy that punishes employees who refuse to take an experimental vaccine, a vaccine that we all know has serious side effects that's killed over 9000 people that can potentially endanger the health of pilots flying Two hundred and thirty million dollar aircraft and subsequently, more importantly, jeopardize the health and safety of the flying public of you and your family. And they were all complicit in driving a media narrative that was misleading. Where is the caring and safety, dependability and efficiency in any of this? Core four is a great PR campaign. But in reality, there is nothing core for in regard to United Executives or the Airline Pilots Association in terms of employee and public ethics and safety in dealing with the jab. The company constantly tells their pilots that this is a team effort. Work as a team. What kind of team environment is being created with the targeting of unvaccinated pilots and the polarization of the issue in general? Is it having an impact on the pilots in the cockpit? These are questions we have to ask. Is the added stress and division becoming a safety issue for travelers over and above the actual physical imminent health issues we've already discussed? Are you okay with this? The Airline Pilots Association motto is, quote, advancing aviation safety since 1931. Well, my question for Master Executive Council Chairman Todd Insler would be, How does injecting pilots with an experimental cocktail advance aviation safety? Exactly. How does punishing pilots creating a divided and stressed out pilot group advance aviation safety? How does ignoring pilot blood clotting issues advancing aviation safety? You know, it used to be that you and I would get on a plane. We'd look around for the terrorist, whatever that looks like. Let's be honest, there were certain unwritten contracts between you and another passenger when you made eye contact that said basically, if something weird happens here, we're fighting. But today, we're in a climate where it may be equally, if not more important, for you to know the vaccination status of the pilot that has your family's life in their hands. Scary stuff want to tell you about our good friends over at steponsocks.com. And when I say friends, I mean that I have personally gotten to know the Patriots that designed these <clears> socks.
0: <throat> I'd like Stu Peters. He's really good. Uh, I would encourage you to go to his uh, web show and watch his, or <laughs> website and watch his show. Um, got a lot of interesting uh, subjects on there. How he gets his guests, I don't know, but he's, he, um... Uh, is really good at getting them and very interesting people that he has on there all the time all the time so one of these days we'll start getting people on here again and uh, then we'll go with that so anyway uh, the next one we're gonna watch uh, by the way folks I (laughs) I have the um, live chat all set up Uh, if anybody wants to weigh in that'd be wonderful but uh, if you don't want to hey I guess that's okay too huh so I'm going to uh, hmm. I think I'm going to go ahead and play the last one about the small planes because I have to excuse myself for a couple of minutes and uh, so this is about all uh, small plane crashes folks uh, <laughs> there's some really graphic stuff in here if you're a little squeamish you might not want to watch it uh, you might want to go get a cup of coffee or something but um Yeah, you're going to see the one clip is a a plane actually crashed on some railroad tracks, and the cops, they were out there getting the pilot out, and they got him out just in time because right after they got him out of the way, the train hit the plane. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this, uh, and I'll be right back, okay?
3: Deadly You're small plane crash in the middle of a Florida neighborhood. Died
8: in a small plane crash on the west side earlier Two this
3: Two people yesterday morning, and now the tra-
8: national trip did safety. Did find a plane that had gone down and uh, Have Died after a plane crash into a Polk County. Del- investigating a small plane crash.
0: County's
9: John Wayne Airport. John Wayne. Can- oh!
6: Mother, 70 year old Deb Velleman, is missing in the water off the coast of Panama along with a woman from Illinois. The
9: plane they were in crashed in Panama Bay.
10: really freely says very soul as preached to all who live and death itself is freedom for all and yet for while
0: Yes, siri folks that's incredible huh now in all fairness i don't think that all those plane crashes were covid uh shot related <laughs> okay um nor the the bus crash or or whatever but um i'm sure that a good good number of them were and um and you know it's uh weird while we're on the subject um uh, that bus going through there um it looks like they're supposed to pull in there to a certain degree but that one guy just kept going <laughs> but um anyway uh so now you got to think about bus drivers you know or what if your bus driver has a uh a coronary while he's going down uh, the interstate and uh you know that i think it would be easier to get him out of the seat than it would be a pilot but uh still then what do you do after that because one little turn of the wheel and the bus goes flipping over a million times but uh so anyway and then I don't know if you've noticed also that uh, ever since the uh the shot uh there's been a lot more car accidents out there too so I'm wondering if a lot of people are having coronaries or or nervous things because it's not just coronaries folks it's uh it's uh, nervous uh, nerve problems that are that are cropping up, um, and it seems to be exacerbating the um, what people have already or have had already, you know. And um, it's just it's a sad thing. So uh, I, I would opt for driving myself anywhere, but uh, that way I can kind of watch my surroundings and uh, <laughs> and know if everything's kind of cool or not. So. All right, I'm going to prep myself because I have to read what this woman is saying because she's speaking in Indonesian. I'm pretty sure it's Indonesia. And, um, and there's English subtitles. So, uh, like I said, I might have to stop the video from time to time so I can catch up with the reading. So, But uh, that's nothing you have to worry about, <laughs> All right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But it is an explanation in case something happens and uh, and I mess up with the verbiage. So, here we go.
11: Kapten Boy Awalia, pilot pesawat Citilink yang meninggal dunia setelah mengalami gangguan kesehatan saat menerbangkan pesawat Trutus Surabaya Makassar, tiba di rumah duka Kamis Malam. Jenasa dimakamkan di TPU Pondok Kelapa, Jakarta Timur. Jenasa almarhum Kapten Boy Awalia tiba di rumah duka di Kompleks Wadaya Indah, Duransawit, Jakarta Timur, Kamis Malam. Keluarga serta kerabat berdatangan ke rumah duka. Jenasa disolatkan dan langsung dimakamkan di TPU Pondok Kelapa Jakarta Timur. Kapten Boy Awalia diketahui meninggal dunia setelah sempat sakit saat bertugas hingga pesawat harus mendarat darurat. Almarhum sempat dibawa ke rumah sakit namun akhirnya meninggal dunia. Pesawat Citilink QG307 rute Surabaya-Makassar putar balik dan mendarat kembali di Bandara Internasional Juanda Sidoarjo setelah sempat mengudara selama 15 menit. Dari video amatir milik penumpang terekam proses pemeriksaan kepada pilot pesawat Citilink sesaat setelah pesawat mendarat di Bandara Juanda. Hal ini terjadi karena pilot yang mengendarai pesawat rute Surabaya-Makassar itu mengalami sakit saat di atas pesawat. Atas kondisi ini, pihak Angkasa Pura 1 Bandara Juanda segera menyiagakan petugas darat bersama seluruh pihak terkait di Bandara Juanda untuk menyiapkan prosedur penanganan evakuasi darurat kesehatan. Setelah kembali mendarat, pilot langsung ditangani pihak dokter Rumah Sakit Mitra Keluarga Kecamatan Waru Sidoarjo. Namun hasil pemeriksaan dokter menyatakan,
0: and "I think I think we're going to draw I'm going to uh, go ahead and do that. I'm going to close it out, Father and, um, uh, Father, uh, folks. And uh, we've been going for an hour and 12 minutes. And if you guys get the idea of what I'm trying to talk about tonight, be careful if you're going to fly. Um, if you have any alternative ways to go, do that. Um, because I hate to see anybody get hurt. Um, so just, um, via con Dios, go with God and um if you know him great if you don't i pray that he will lead you to him Yeshua said that nobody comes to the father comes to me unless the father draws him so or her so i pray that the father would draw anyone out there that's listening who's who wants a different life who wants to change your life and uh and uh be pleasing to yahweh uh, to the god of the universe to the god that created everything so um be blessed, everybody, in Yeshua's name, and uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May He watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May He give you a peace that passes all understanding, in Yeshua's name. Amen. And I will see you. Uh, we'll see you Thursday for sure. Or actually, no, tomorrow night
9: because I reserved that for a post-Trump thing. So uh, okay. Good night, folks.